welcome to the Divine Feminine Podcast, where I am your host, Priestess Hanira Abunu. Here I support women in learning and applying the Divine Feminine Principles into their lives. We talk about lifestyle, family, culture, and spirituality, all from a traditional African perspective. Welcome to the safe space. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Divine Feminine Podcast. I am your host, Priestess Hanera Abunu, and we are doing another episode in our series covering the women from the festive. I'm so excited and so happy to bring each and every one of these episodes to you because each one of them is like just a little jewel. Each woman, each healer, each each personality that you guys will get exposed to will just let you know um, what to expect for the next festive. The women all there were healing um, in their skills. And I want to give you guys um, just a sneak peek of the women um, who were there because so many of you um, uh, listen to the broadcast, but maybe you're not in San Diego. You're all over the country. We actually have listeners in the UK, West Africa, Australia. We have listeners all over the place. And so, um, you know, for those of you who weren't there in San Diego, you still need to know how to reach these people. There are black women out there healing and standing in their power. And it shouldn't just be exclusive to um, the few hundred of us that was in San Diego. So for me, I thought it was only right to shine the light on these beautiful souls, shine the light um, on these women um, because they, they just need to, um, they need to be exposed and then you need to have access to them. You need to know where to go to get um, good healing, right? I can, I can pump myself up. You guys know who I am. I'm priestess. You know, if you need help in your spiritual walk, I'm here, but there's other healers around. And so I want, um, you guys to meet them as well. And so today, um, we're going to continue the series and I'm going to introduce to you my dear sister, Angelique, and I may get it incorrect, so you're going to have to tell me, but it's Store Healing? Yes, that is correct. Okay. Tell us a little bit about you, Miss Angelique, and this is our second interview together, so we're real comfortable with each other, but tell us a little bit about you and um, your uh, business, uh, how you heal, and, um, and how that came about. Okay, definitely. Well, thank you so much for having me again. Um, my name is Angelique Kaysen. I am the owner of Story Healing. Um, I am a certified herbalist, comedic Reiki healer, and sound healer. And um, see, I'm blanking. I'm so sorry. That's Forgetting okay. my my uh, how to introduce myself. But <laughs> yes, I was a um, vendor at with priestess at one of her 
um, Divine Festives in Houston. And I'm so happy to be here again with her in this interview. So thank you again for having me. Right. No, it's okay. And in Houston, um, you know, we talked about this on the Instagram live, but I want to share this for the podcast listeners. And for those of you who didn't catch it, the way um, Angelique and I came about was very organic. I mean, we were so in tuned and connected to source that that particular day because it was not designed to be the way it was right so it was yes. designed houston you were supposed to be i think just a vendor right and yes. and maybe do um a a demo of your sound healing and what it turned into and you can give more detail but what it turned into was this collaboration um where the women would go and receive their spiritual bath and then after their spiritual bath they were on such a euphoric high they were in such a pure space that they needed somewhere to go and um maintain that level that they were at and just and just be in that space and so um angelique created that space and had was under the the workshop tent and just started doing her sound healing and it was such a compliment it was natural it just flowed um and then it, to be honest with you um we ended up using that same um process in san diego because it works so well in houston and that and it worked so well because you and i were in the flow and and mainly you i was you know focused on the women in front of me and you just saw with your gifts what the people needed and just got in there yeah so tell us a little bit about how you got started um and your healing journey how did you where did you get trained what prompted you um on your journey to just start um and yeah so we can understand a little bit more about you okay sure um so i started my healing journey in 2017 um i was in the lowest place i've ever been in in my life um dealing with depression anxiety um being a single mom just kind of i don't want to say stuff because your words are so important um but in that time in my life i was just feeling so stuck i didn't know what to do i didn't know what was next um so i i was contemplating suicide it was bad um i've never been that low in my life before so i knew if it wasn't for my kids, I probably wouldn't be here right now. So because of them, I had to find an outlet. What can I do to pull myself out of this rut that I'm in? So um, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I said, I don't know why I'm on this earth right now besides my kids, um, but please, if 
God, universe, ancestors, whoever I'm praying to at this time that can hear me, just give me a sign that I have a purpose to be here and I have a reason to be here other than just being a mother. And not to downplay being a mother either, because that's a beautiful thing, but there's more outside of being a mother in life. So um, it was probably a week later. This was, I was at work and it's a normal day. I worked in a group home with vulnerable adults. Um, The news was on in the background and it's, that's just a normal day. It's always droning on, but something about this day, the TV had caught my ears and they were talking about past life regression. Um, and it was so interesting to me. I, I never get caught like that with something that's on the TV because I'm busy working that, you know, doing this, doing that, taking care of the vulnerable adults. So I actually sat down and my eyes were glued. My ears were glued. I'm like, oh my goodness, like, past life regression you can actually regress yourself back to go back past lifetimes to see what the trauma is why you're dealing with this right now in your life what's going on you know and apply it to your right now life so i'm like this caught my attention so hard i need to look into this Mm -hmm. so i purchased some books um and i just started getting really heavy into the books reading about the topic and it just felt like there was a fire inside me that was lit and i was like oh my goodness like i've never felt like this about anything like this has to be the sign that i was asking for so i furthered the studies um into spirituality into learning about chakras and energy healing and herbs that came next um but just going deeper into that i got really heavy into meditation before I got into the natural ways and the herbalism and I was still going for Western medicine at the doctors and only thing they had for me was, well, if you're going through depression, we can place you on a medication, but that medication is going to cause hair loss, headaches, <laughs> fatigue, you won't be able to drive. I'm just like, it, it right. doesn't make sense for me to fix one thing and have a whole bunch of other things happen. Exactly. So, Yes, so I opted out of the medication and I said, you know what? Me being a single mom, me being a mom, just me being who I am, I'm going to find a different way to do this that feels comfortable with me. Because something is pulling at my soul telling me don't do this. There's something deeper and better that can help you. So that's when I started getting into it. Meditation was one of the things that helped me so much and just being able to rewire and reprogram my thinking um, helped me out of that depressive state and just finding more things that made me feel alive inside so just you know learning those natural ways of healing being connected you know I prayed for that as well like if I can't do it by myself connect me to people that can help me through this and that can provide things, you know, that can help me through this and show me my purpose. I started getting aligned with people, with elders, you know, with everybody that could help me through this as well. Um, So I say that to say in that time when I was in the lowest place in my life, I was also in college and it just was not for me. Um, but I had seen this program 
um, called Herbal Studies. And at the time, like I, I scrolled through it, I looked through it, I'm like, wow, this seems really cool, you know, but this isn't my major. So I'm just going to keep trying to do this that I don't want to do, but I'm just going to do it anyways, because it's what everybody said you should do. Go to college, get a job. That's what your life is about. Conditioning. So still, yes. <laughs> right. I was still stuck in that mindset. Um, and, you know, as my life went on, um, my, my son was getting sick all the time with him being at daycare, being around other kids. He was probably sick, I want to say two to three times a month. I was having to call out of work to go pick him up from daycare. Um, and me being a new mom and a young mom at that, um, and what I grew up with is if you're sick, if you have a fever, run to the doctor, or run to the hospital, they can help you. And every time he would have a fever and he had asthma and eczema and, and allergies, all the stuff that came along with it. Um, so every time he had a fever and had a cough, I would run to the hospital just to be sent home with Tylenol, a thousand something dollar bill and told to wait it out. So I'm like, you know what? I have to find a different way to handle this. And I know I can because I'm tired of watching my son suffer through things that he doesn't have to suffer through so that's when i started doing my own learning um just searching stuff on the internet you know how what can i put together naturally that can fight this sickness off for my son so um, i came across all these different herbs and things that i could just go to the store and buy or find outside or something like that you know and i put together a bath and the next time he had got sick, I put him in this bath. And when I tell you, <laughs> I felt like I cracked the code because his <laughs> fever was gone the next morning. I'm like, oh my goodness, like it worked. So he got sick again. I'm like, okay, maybe that was just a fluke. Let me try it again. Tried it again, fever gone the next day. He was perfectly fine. So I'm like, oh my goodness, like I'm falling deeper into this natural journey and I'm loving it. So mm-hmm. um, one of my favorite, quotes is when the student is ready the teacher will come and I went back and I was like I had took like a year off of school because I'm just like it's just not for me let me just focus on working right now so I went back and revisited that program I'm like you know what I'm gonna sign up for this urban program Mm -hmm. so I signed up for that um and (laughs) When I tell you it was the best thing that ever happened to me, and it's funny that I'm actually right now, my instructor, I'm at her house because I'm back in Minnesota visiting. Oh, wow. Um, I came to visit her and we did some harvesting and stuff. It was a coincidence that I had this interview today as well, but just learning about the properties of the herbs, of things that are right outside your door, literally right outside your door can heal your body. Right. So, it's just you know being aligned it it taught me to slow down um because i was rushing through life and my head and it's just like everything i needed to heal my mind body and soul was literally right outside my house like i had burdock right outside my house i had and i was dealing with like digestive issues that's a bitter to help you with digestion like i had mulling which is for your lungs and my son was dealing with asthma stuff so everything was right outside our door um so just as i got you know deeper into that um it took me a year to get that certificate and i did so much um hands-on learning and 
through that process, I also, um, I am certified in Kemetic Reiki through um, Reseki Arts Temple, which is located in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. um, and I had been following their Instagram for a long time. And again, once I was finally ready, the universe and my soul was pulling at me like, okay, it's time, you need to get down there. Mm -hmm. I flew down there um, and I got certified in Reiki. And again, I was, it was just another space in my life where I felt like I was so at home with what I was doing. Mm -hmm. um, the Reiki healing and the energy healing and the sound healing like just felt so natural to me. Mm -hmm. um, so that's how I got certified in Reiki and my herbalism journey um, and just doing so much shadow work and healing on myself within that whole process. And it's still a process, right? We're never gonna fully be healed. But I just knew that there was something deeper. I had a deeper calling and a deeper meaning. And I needed to heal myself so that my kids don't have to feel like this in their lives and have to spend the rest of their lives trying to heal from childhood trauma and stuff like that. So I didn't want to be the cause of that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> No, it's wonderful. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to your story and you know, one of the things I, I know and say, and I'll say it again on this episode is it's like we as healers, we are the most hurt, <laughs> but it's through the healing of ourselves right it's through our own search and our own journey of what worked for us to satisfy um, or heal that pain or that scar that we then um, can offer that to others but it is it is our own journey first and so i with that mindset i'm always so interested to hear each person's um, each healer's journey, you know, because it's through that curiosity, you know, it's, it's from that, um, that low point that where we, we just can't do this anymore. It's that bottom, right? We just can't live this life anymore where there has to be something better. And we have to call on an energy and a connection that's greater than us to help pull us um, and show us. And so that's how we build that relationship because had it not been that call and response with you and the divine, who knows where your journey would have led, but you put that call out and they answered you and you continue to walk that path and do what felt good on the inside, what satisfied your soul on the inside. And so I'm always so interested to see everyone's journey and to hear their journey. I mean, me too, I do have my journey and I share it on the podcast and put my tidbits out there from, from time to time, but there's so many similarities, you know, for, for, for me, um, I don't know if I shared this, I'll share this little bit on this episode. Um, one of the turning points for me and my journey was being laid off from corporate America and just refusing to 
allow anyone else to be able to um, um, affect my livelihood. Right. That just um, having a paycheck, I didn't realize how dependent I was on a paycheck. And, um, you know, the paycheck was nice, but it's not about that. It's about your independence or interdependence. And so um, during the first real estate bubble, I think it was in 2000, was it 2006, 2012, one of those, um, uh, I was laid off and I just could not I, I, I didn't understand what was what I was going through. All I knew was I will never put myself in this situation again. And I actually started to appreciate being home with my children. Whereas before I was a corporate mom, I had, you know, nannies and, and people to help take care of the kids. I didn't appreciate the gift of motherhood. And so when I was laid off and that corporate job was removed and I was there with my children, I realized this was my place and there's no way I'm going to leave home. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, my, 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 my daughter um, is going into high school. I need to be home when she comes home from school every day. I need to know what friends she has. I can't be... Um, I have to be present. And so I remember asking, and at that point, I didn't know who I was asking, right? Similar to you. I remember asking, like, if I'm going to be home with the children and teaching them, I want to be able to give them um, stories that have a moral context from my culture. And at that particular time in California, um, I had only been able to find maybe um, uh, Native American um, uh, folk tales. Um, I couldn't at that particular time. This was a while ago. I know we have a lot of you know African American authors now, but during that time, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find any stories of who we were before slavery it was really really hard and i'm like on a child level right for 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 children to consume right. and so i would say yeah maybe a week or two later i was um in a coffee shop and i met a young man and we started a conversation and he asked me about the origin of my locks. I had locks, long locks at the time. And he asked me, did I know the origin and how they started and where they came from? And I was like, no, I don't actually. And it triggered that, that uh, knowing in me, like I said, that I wanted to, to know for my kids, like the origin, the morals, the traditions, how can I teach them my way? And so that sparked our relationship and he became one of my teachers and mentors and helped me on my journey. But it was, yeah, we start at a place of um, pain or trauma or, or something lacking, um, some, some low point. And that is what sparks us to call out to the divine, call out to our ancestors 
um, and request help. And when they answer us, it's like, oh, that's how this works. Okay, I got a little power. Somebody's listening. I should try this again. You know, and <laughs> it's just, um, it's just interesting, and it just makes me smile listening to your story. That's all. I <laughs> well, thank you. And yes, to piggyback off that, it's I finding, like you said, the history was important for me as well because I grew up in a Christian household. So I, from when I was a child, um, and my ear is ringing right now just speaking of this, um, I always knew that I was different because I could see things, I could hear things that others couldn't see or hear. Um, and it got to a point where I just kind of stuffed it so far within myself because I'm like, well, I, I must be weird or I must be different. Like, if there's something wrong with me? And, you know, within the Christian community, you know, stuff like that is referred to as devilish or being yeah. a witch or something like that. So it was at the time when I prayed, I prayed to whoever would listen, but I was still, you know, a Christian and again finding spirituality it was like i felt free i felt like okay this is home this is where i belong i like you know just growing up in a in a church just like the stuff that i believed in and i felt home with was looked down upon so right that was also very very freeing for me to find it's that box that they want us to fit in and it's like yes. you cannot fit my gifts in a box and when you start studying nature and you start studying spirituality you realize you have a place in this existence and i don't have to apologize for my gifts i don't and it is a gift it's not a curse i'm not demonic i'm not you know a witch or a satanist or, or any of those things i have gifts and this is this is what i actually i want to use my gifts to heal you know, if I hear that the pain is here, then that's what I, that's where I'm going to touch. And that's where I'm going to heal. If, if I if I sense that the pain is here, I'm going to use that. Don't tell me not to listen. You know, when I've done the work to align myself uh, with a greater power and surround myself with light. So it's like you have to go on your journey and learn those things and you have to break free from the religious paradigm because it's it's very stifling yes definitely yeah. definitely yeah so i'm so glad that you're on your journey it was a blessing um to work alongside you to work with you in houston um, I can't wait for us to do something again. I know um, we're looking to plan uh, something, I think, in November, uh, November 11-11, actually. We're supposed to do a retreat. And so we'll talk offline about how maybe you can partner with us um, in the retreat in November. Um, but the women of Houston, it was wonderful. There were so many women there. If you can remember, just tell the audience, the podcast audience, about the festive. Um, paint a picture for them of what it looked like, what the women, how many women were there, the the, the vendors, the booths, the, the the whole scene. Describe the vibe for them. 
I would love to. So, and at, even when we were talking on YouTube, I get chills talking about this every single time because, okay, I'll explain from start to finish. So, I will point this out. Um, I had a friend tag me in the ad, not the ad, but like the flyer you had posted for the Divine Feminine Festive. She was like, you should vendor here because um, they're accepting vendors. I'm like, let me check it out. So I wrote the page and, you know, got approved as a vendor. So I'm like, cool. So I was one of the first people there. Um, and even across the street, like they had some little, it looked like kind of like a farmer's market or something going on. But that wasn't the space and you could tell that wasn't the space um it was a space that was hidden in a sense um but i will say it was like we were in our own world yeah. um once i found it and just stepped foot it was kind of like like i came in and was like like i took a deep breath like oh my goodness like this the energy is just at home, I felt like I was at home again, where when I asked for my purpose and I found it, like, I'm here, I'm at home, this is it. Um, and there was like the grass on the ground. Um, and I was set up like right to the right side. Um, and I just had a little space I was set up and there was tents like lying down and um, there was an altar. Like as soon as you walked in, your eyes met the altar. You could feel the energy of the altar and all the ancestors that were there, all the deities that had came. Um, and, oh, I'm, I'm getting chills again. It was just so amazing. Um, and I was one of the first people there. Um, so I kind of got to feel the energy while it was still before mm -hmm. everything started. And I got to be there when it was in action and I got to be there afterwards. And it was just so amazing. Um, so I bring up that I reached out to be a vendor because this is an important piece of this story. <laughs> um, so I was only supposed to do like a, I think it was like 15 minutes of a sound bath. That's all I wanted to do. I did bring some stuff to vendor, but my main concern was I felt called to offer sound healing for the women that were coming. And this was also on Mother's Day to make it even more beautiful. Um, and so we got, you know, I'm, I'm asking priestess, okay, like, just let me know what time will I be doing the sound bath? So I'm ready. And, um, Ashley, goddess Ashley told me, okay, actually you're going to be offering sound healing, um, after the spiritual baths in the ritual. I'm like, really? Like me? No, me? I get to be included in this ritual? Like, wow. I just moved to Houston like literally a couple months ago. I'm very introverted. So I was a little shaken up like, oh my goodness. Like, okay. okay. I hope I do good, but universe, I'm trusting you. Just help me pull this off because I was, not prepared to come. I was not prepared to come do this. Um, and I didn't know, you know, if I was going to do like a group sound bath I ended up doing a single sound bath for every goddess that came through and oh, it felt like it was never going to end and not in a draining way, but there was so many amazing women there that came to get cleansed and 
my station was after the spiritual bath so they had the spiritual bath with priestess with you and after that like you could just tell i you know you could feel all the energy together like i could feel all the stuff being released in the corner that you were in giving them their baths um and with the bath of course like they're washing down there was herbs and flowers in the bath it smelled amazing in the air there was sage burning and incense um the sun was it was hot it was super hot because we're in houston it was probably like one of the hottest days the sun was shining bright charging us all okay yes yes and it like it got to a point where we we all got so into it the sun didn't even matter but as the spiritual baths were happening the sun was setting it was just so 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 beautiful and after they came out of their bath they came to me and i even had a yoga mat this will tell you how comfortable of a, of a um, space you all provide or we provided because i had i asked them do you want a yoga mat to lay on to enjoy the sound bath no it's okay i will lay right on the ground and it was just so beautiful they soaked up the energy of that um and i asked you know if i have people lay with their crown or their head facing the bowls um and that way i can kind of read what they need healing from within the sound bath what they should be charged with so after they came you know releasing everything i was able to feel what they still needed to be charged with and charge them with the sound healing um mm -hmm. and you can tell like when it started the energy was still light for me, but you could feel a heaviness as people were coming. Mm -hmm. And as the spiritual baths and everything was taking place, it just, the energy became so light from the women that came for the spiritual baths. Yeah. Um, and it was just an amazing, amazing, amazing experience. And it was, it was, it wasn't that big of a space. And I want, we were, crowded in there like there was there just was women coming and coming and coming. i'm like oh my goodness like how are we all fitting in here but it was beautiful and my favorite part about it um i like to include the kids in my sound healing because i feel like heal your inner child um and this is something that they should be equipped with another natural way instead of kids being thrown on medication and that's another reason why I got into my herbal journey is because I have ADHD. My son has ADHD and that's the first thing they want to a five-year-old put him on Adderall like that is crazy to me so give the babies an outlet to release to charge to be a kid and don't box them in so there was a goddess a mama that came and had all her babies with her i think there was like four of them and they all got to enjoy the sound together um she had her youngest baby and i'm chilling up just thinking about this her, her and her youngest son were doing skin to skin during the sound bath and it was just such a beautiful experience um it was so beautiful like yes that that day was life-changing for me so that I wish I say everybody in Houston, you should have been there. You should have been there. <laughs> so we have to do it again. It was, you know, and and I asked you to describe because the last couple podcasts I have just been like 
telling people about the experience. I've been online. I've been different places telling people about this experience. And I don't want people to think, oh, that's just priestess gassing, gassing it up. No, no. This is something you really need to. This is the beginning of a renaissance. Let the truth be told. And I'm not saying that I have to be the one to do it. There could be another leader in your community that starts one of these, but it needs to happen. This is the beginning of a renaissance. And I'm going to do as many cities as I'm welcome to, welcomed or invited to come. Um, but I don't have to be the only one. Matter of fact, I won't be the only one. But this with um, our communities is a renaissance. It's, it's a revolution that we weren't expecting we think the the revolution has to be the shotgun we think the revolution has to be fighting the the government and maybe 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 that's a part of it right but some of us see revolution as um connecting back with nature some of us see revolution as farming and growing our, our own food some of us see revolution as homeschooling some of us see revolution as um, holistic medicine and herbal remedies and not big pharma, you know, to some of us revolution, um, looks like that. And I think that's, that's okay too. And so this is, this is our revolution (laughs) that that's starting and growing. And I, I think it's gonna, um, I think it's gonna catch on. I don't know. (laughs) We know it is. Our words are important. We know it's going to catch on because with the energy and I didn't get to come to the San Diego Festive, but it was funny. I was scrolling just on TikTok one day and I see Priestess face. I said, oh my goodness, watch this video. And somebody had put a video of um, the San Diego Festive and I just, my heart was full. I'm just like, yes, like she popped up on my For You page, which I'm searching for it. It just randomly comes up. And I'm like, she is paving the way and the energy looked like it was the same in Houston. It looked amazing. It was, it was, sis. And you know what we offer. And for those of you who don't know, I, I don't have a TikTok. <laughs> I mean, I think right. my kids started me one so you could tag me in your videos, but I haven't put out any videos. So, and you're in Houston and you saw the San Diego festive. So it just, you know, to show that correlation there, someone's on the West and someone's in the South and you know, you're, how did you get that? Well, people are talking, there's a buzz. Things are happening. So I just wanted to point that out. I just, it's time. It's our time. Yes. It's our time. Well, you have to let us know how to reach you. You have to let everyone know where to reach you. I'm going to put the comments um, in the audio and the uh, comment section of the video but if there's someone that has a pen and paper and they just want to know how to get in touch with you um, to get sound healing to schedule an 
appointment with comedic yoga any of those things do you have a way to do it remotely online or do, do they have to be houston based is there a way people can reach you all over yes so i do mine again my name is angelique casing and i'll spell a-n-g-e-l-i-q-u-e-c-a-s-o-n um, and I have a website that you can book through. Um, I can be reached on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, and I have like, I can help people with herbal guidance, with sound healing. Um, I do rituals for right now money, but essentially it comes with homework. So it's just like my biggest goal for my business is teaching and not necessarily teaching, but helping you bring your power back out. And, you know, with my rituals, it's just like, it's, you have homework. <laughs> you have homework and you have to do all the work because your intent is the most, the strongest thing you have in life. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, everything is virtual. And I do in person, like sound healing stuff, um, because like with the sound healing, like it's, it's, if that's the only way you can get it is virtually, that's great. Um, but especially for Reiki and stuff like that. I really believe we should be in person feeling the vibes and stuff like that. So um, I'm working on traveling myself to be able to, you know, cater to everybody that needs my help or my healing. So, yes. <laughs> well, thank you for being on another episode of the Divine Feminine Podcast. This um, has been pleasant. I learned a little bit more about you. I feel more connected to you. I can't wait to see you again in Houston or wherever our travels and healing journey take us and bring us together. Um, I can't wait to see you again. For everyone else, um, I'll catch you on the next episode. Okay, family, welcome back. Welcome back. The first part of this episode, episode 56, is uh, dedicated to the festive. So we just listened to a festive interview with one of our wonderful, wonderful vendors from last year. Hopefully, hopefully we'll have her back um, in the festive for this year. We're going to be in Houston. It was a wonderful time. Uh, with her doing the sound healing and I hope she comes back so um, I hope you guys enjoyed that wonderful um, interview now I wanted to make sure in this episode I gave you guys an update and you heard from me because in the last few episodes um, it's just been the interviews themselves which are great but i haven't been able to keep you updated on what's going on in the community and that's important so here we go <laughs> okay so the first update i have for you guys um is the upcoming trips so we have uh trips coming up in september and these are trips to benin we have a trip in september uh, of this year 2023 that one's closed so if you have not um got in for that trip um the registration for that is closed i have to close it we have um capacity and there's a lot going on in that particular trip it's in the new year we have people coming for initiations and spiritual work so i had to close it 
um, the next availability for you guys to come on a trip with me to Benin would be January of 2024 or April of 2024. So let's start planning now. If you are saying, you know what, Priestess, I want to come on a trip with you um, in 2024, we need to start now. For one, there's a couple of reasons. Uh, one, you need to start paying for your trip, right? We need to start planning and you need to start paying for your trip. Um, the other is that there's classes that will be mandatory for your trip. Um, I'm to the point in this um, trip planning phase that I just will not bring random people <laughs> um, on a trip with me. I won't bring people who I haven't sat and met, met with and had some level of teaching or understanding with. There has to be a certain common uh, level of understanding when we come on these trips so that for one, you don't get disappointed. Um, we, we don't offend um, any of the temples or priests that we're working with. And also, um, we just make sure that overall we have a good trip. And uh, Africa is another country. And for a lot of us, uh, we've never been exposed to African culture or principles. And that's the reason we're coming home because that's what we 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 don't have and we need it and so there's some ground rules and some preliminary uh, teachings that need to go out for everyone uh, before coming on this trip just uh, things that I've learned and uh, would be helpful for you guys and also prepare you you know, the classes themselves are, are, are valuable. Um, even if you take the classes and you don't go on the trip or you're not going on one of these two trips, the classes themselves are absolutely um, worth, uh, I should, <laughs> I was going to say worth the money. They're included in the trip fees, but um, they they're, I should offer them as a separate class. I'm going to think about that. Um, because the education will enrich your life. It'll help you and your family um, adopt African culture and align yourselves with nature, right? Don't, don't forget that's, that's what all of this is about. It's aligning with nature and doing the right thing. So if you want to go on a trip, this is a trip to Benin. It's two weeks long. Um, we will go to Gonvier, we will go to Ouida, to the Python temples, we will go to uh, Abomey, Kalavi, we will go to Grand Popo, uh, we will spend a, a, about one week in the temple. This is a spiritual trip. Um, we will have a welcome ceremony with you and your ancestors will start that ceremony on the shores of the Atlantic Ocean and Wida and carry the energy all the way to our temple in Alada. And from there, we will do different rituals, offerings and sacrifices in order to reverence your ancestors that have not been reverenced or respected since they left in the transatlantic slave trade. 
and uh, after which we will um, each person will have their spiritual readings and those readings will then give a roadmap to uh, how you should proceed in your spiritual journey. It'll reveal to you certain spiritual gifts you have, certain energies, genies, entities that are with you. It'll give you an idea of who you are energetically from a Vodun standpoint, right? And then it'll also outline um, what initiations rituals rites of passage that your destiny requires okay um we also have a component in the the readings where you find out where you are from and as african people this is amazing for us because outside of 23andme outside of african ancestry or any of these other dna tests we don't have an opportunity we don't have a way uh, to find out where we come from. Yeah, some of us have done the research and we've tracked ourselves all the way to our slave ship, right? And that is a great accomplishment and we feel accomplished and that gives us a sense of self in a certain regard. But wouldn't it be amazing to then take that from the transatlantic uh, shores, right? So take it from the slave ship back to the village in Africa, back to the clan in Africa. So where you can now in present day, present day, 2023, know where you come from, where your people are from and start to connect and understand that your languages start to understand your customs, your culture, and um, really embrace and embody that saying of know thyself so all of this comes in the reading right all of this comes in the reading and then for those of you who want to move forward with spiritual work that comes out of the reading um there'll be time for that too so all of this is in that seven day period where we're at um the temple the whole trip is two weeks 14 days and if you're interested you need to message at divine feminine podcast at gmail.com or you can go to the website uh, click on the link and uh, express interest that way and we will contact you and get back in touch with you okay so that's an update on the trips i hope to hear from you i hope to um, see some of you uh listeners i've had certain listeners over the years and you guys comment we're a part of the the chats together and it would just be good to see you in person and me move forward with helping you in your spiritual journey so if that's you if you're getting the call in the pool for that message us and uh, let's see which trip you can get into 2023 is awful but we are preparing now for 2024 and uh, we need to do that now so if you're interested in a trip hit us up okay um the next agenda item will be um talking about the festives yay okay so this year um talking about the festives i'm so excited this year we're gonna do two 
Um, and that's 2023. We're having two festives in this year. Divine Feminine Festive. Houston is coming back again. We have a different location, a larger location. This year, we're going to do um, the Divine Feminine Festive at the Shrine of the Black Madonna on July 5th. Okay, so if you are a listener in the Houston area, in the Midwest area, come on down to the Shrine of the Black Madonna, July 15th from 12 to 6. We will be there um, in full, full form. We are calling this year the year the healer. Heal the he- heal the healers, right? That's, that's what we're uh, shooting for. Um, in the Houston festive of course there will be food Um, we will have lectures we will have diviners we will have different healers um, and their modalities whether that's sound healing whether that's massage um, whatever that is right Uh, hypnotherapy what you know whatever your healing modality is we will be there to then heal you um, so come on down. It'll be a wonderful time. Of course, I will be there. I will be doing some lectures, some classes. I will also be doing some spiritual baths. Um, and most importantly, I will be connecting with you. Um, things that connecting with the community, things that I can't do when I'm in Benin, things that I can't do when I'm, you know, on the podcast, but just seeing you guys in person, um is going to be great so come on down for the classes um if you guys have suggestions on things you want to have classes on submit your classes your your class requests right from my houston people submit your class requests and we'll go ahead and and uh consider that right um so that's houston july 15th at the shrine of the black madonna it's a free event from 12 to 6 um there are different booths that you will have to pay for services but to come in enjoy and be a part of the community that itself is free so make sure to come and do that if you are on the east coast in august mid-august we are going to have another divine feminine festive in south carolina Burgess, South Carolina at Freewoods Farm. I will have more details on that. It's developing. Things will be um, amazing there. We will have food, of course, vendors. We're going to be doing uh, classes, of course, um, spiritual bath, divining. Uh, We're also going to be doing some... uh, I think we have a couple uh, health classes um, get out there and do some aerobics and some some kickboxing. We have, you know, South Carolina, they have a whole lot going on down there. We also are planning on having a special guest, Professor James Smalls. Um, Freewoods Farm is his family farm. And um, we are looking forward to partnering with him on the festive in South Carolina. So there will be more developing details. I'm saying Professor Smalls is going to be there because I want that to be in my heart. We've been having conversations and I want to make it so. So, But it hasn't been solidified yet, but I'm pretty sure he'll be there. 
Um, so that will be a powerful, powerful time for Pan-Africanists to come and be together. So we need to come and support the Divine Feminine Festive that is going to be in South Carolina mid uh, mid to late August. I have to get the date for you guys. I'll have the date on the next uh, podcast so you guys will have that. Okay. Um, so that is the festive. You guys have updates on um, the uh, trips to Benin. You have updates on the festive. The last update I want to give you is on the Sankofa program. Okay, so the Sankofa program, wow, <laughs> so much has happened. I'm so excited for one, um, just to be a part of this because I know we are changing uh, the trajectory of lives, of legacies for the families that are um, a part of this program. We are also... Um, pioneers and forerunners in changing the way we see the world and the way the world is. And I'm excited to be a part of this program. Um, I'm humbled and honored that my ancestors and the divine themselves uh, chose me for this program. And um, yeah, as I tell you guys more about it, you guys will understand uh, the humility and admiration that I have um, in leading this, but is this, is it a very trying one? Yes. Is it going to take endurance? Yes. Are we going to have to go up against opposition and political forces? I see. Yes, we are. Um, am I ready for it? You damn right. I am. <laughs> I'm sorry. You guys don't know, um, me to speak like that. And I, and I normally don't, but you know, yeah, I'm ready. You know, I'm strong and mighty and focus and discipline and um i am uh more than anything passionate and about this mission so uh the word has been developing with the sankofa program let me be specific right we had one student uh get called um, into the mystery. So the Sankofa program started, and you guys can check this out on the YouTube page, but just for those who are listening to this for the first time and you don't know anything about me, let me just give you a synopsis. Um, the Sankofa program started, was birthed out of COVID. Um, I moved my family uh, to Africa. We have been traveling here for 10 years. And uh, it, during COVID, uh, no one in Africa was getting sick. And everyone in America was getting sick. And I saw the lockdowns and how things were going. I was a homeschooling parent. Um, my children had not been jabbed. And I had to get them out of here before that was a requirement for them to go to school or go into the grocery store or anywhere else, right? We remember that time. Moved my kids to Africa. They started going to school. Uh, in Africa, in West Africa, Benin specifically, and also uh, me as a priest, going, learning, training at the feet of the elders at the temple. My children too are coming with me, and so there gave birth to the Sankofa program. Um, as a homeschooling mother, always gave my children knowledge of self. We were starch pan Africanist. 
um, just in our own homes, city, communities um, in the state. So when we moved to Africa, we kept that same energy going and um, gave a focus to our spiritual walk and development. And so um, here we are three years in Africa. The children are speaking French. They are speaking Fon. Of course, they speak English. So they're speaking about three to four different languages at this point and uh, submerged in our culture, uh, resembling more of first-generation African children than, um, you know, African-American children, which is what we want. We want to return back to our culture. And so those for all of that for me is successes. Well, the oldest child, one of the oldest children in the program, since then we've had children come and go. Um, and this particular year, the oldest child in the program that is 14, um, got sick. We did readings, realized it was his time. Ancestors were calling him to go and start his journey. Uh, he has a calling on his life to be a priest and they were calling him now. And, uh, it was a mandate actually. And, um, said if he did not follow then things would get worse for him and he would transition so of course he goes into the convent um, he has been going through his initiations since then the whole process for him will take a couple of years before he is fully um, seated uh, as a priest but the initiation and learning process into the uh, mysteries has already started for him so what does that mean um, on the other side, right? Because many of you are holistic parents. Many of you are practitioners uh, within the community. And you're just like me, right? I'm a holistic practitioner. I'm a priest in, in traditions, but still a holistic practitioner nonetheless. And raising my children, homeschooling mother, many of you can identify with me. Many of you are me. And many of you have children who you know are special, who you know have gifts, who you know have stronger powers than you. What do you do when those children um, start to be activated in this time and they are being called, right? And so a lot of you are listening and learning because you too will be walking this path, if not now, um, soon, right? And so what happens to the child? They're initiating, but does that mean they don't finish their formal education? Does that mean that this is as far as they go in the modern education system? Well, for me, the answer is no. You know, for me, I want him to continue and to graduate. Um, not sure if it's on his path to go to college or not, but I at least want to make sure he finishes through high school. Um, and then at that time, um, we will see what his destiny has in store for him. So as the director, founder of the Sankofa program, and also a mother, I set about my search to see what options were available for this particular student. And I was disappointed. I, I will just say that. I, I 
have been disappointed and um yeah i just disappointed so the options in benin similar maybe to the options in the states um, is that the child can uh, repeat the grade or the child can homeschool this particular uh, year was a testing year um, for the school and so that means that uh, I mean we know how it is in the states we have SATs ACTs you know state testing all of those things it's been a while for me I ain't been in school since 95 so but you guys know we have standardized testing and there's certain years that you have to standardize tests and you have to do that standardized test in order to move forward and so that's how it is here in Africa as well and so this just happened to be a standardized test year for this particular student and so um, of course he missed it he missed the preparation for it he missed the test itself he's in the convent on a different road um, but come September of 2023 he will be ready to embark back and and integrate himself back into society which for him at his age would mean going back to school okay well what options is, is for him should he be penalized and have to repeat the grade i don't think so should he now have to go to homeschool or have to um be put in a transitional school right we know how it is in the states those transitional schools they're for what they're they're for the degenerates and i hate to say it but you know they're for delinquents children who have had problems you know maybe they're in and out of juvenile hall maybe they're uh have uh substance abuse issues maybe they're foster children maybe the, you know it's a whole um or maybe they're Pregnant mothers, pregnant teens, it's a whole segment of society that has special circumstances. Um, that is not his case. This is a gifted child. This is a special child who's holding the culture, who's uh, learning the principles and living the principles, um, learning the geomancy, learning the sacred sciences. Why does he have to be marginalized? I, I just, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. And, you know, I was taught by my elders that we have to create the world that we want to see. If you, even in the business world, you identify the gap, right? Where is there a gap in the marketplace? And that's the service or product you provide. You guys know I'm a businesswoman. Uh, and so for me, I'm like this is a gap there is no way i'm gonna let this child uh, fall through the cracks or be marginalized i'm not going to do it and so i said you know um he needs to graduate he will graduate and what does it take for him to graduate and also have the ability to take care of his voodoo to continue to learn under his elders and mentors um, the sacred sciences that he's learning what would it take right they have to have that flexibility because honestly the spiritual schedule 
and the school schedule is totally different. <laughs> it's totally different. We work by the mood and the and the move and the move of the energies, the divinities. We don't go by a standardized uh, school schedule set by the government. We don't do that. And so when the government says this has to be done by this point, you know, we may be in the convent. We may be fasting. We may be doing something else. And so there has to be some flexibility. And I just was disappointed because in a country like Benin, where the national um, religion is voodoo, you would think they've run into this situation before. You would think in a country who is known for being the birthplace of voodoo, they would have run into this before. Not only run into it, but they would have figured out a viable solution for their children. Well, they've run into it, but they have not figured out a viable solution for their children. And I'm dissatisfied with the options that Benin has. And so I have to create options at this point. You guys can hear in my voice. I'm very passionate about this because these children... Um, this particular child is sincere in his search um, and he's doing a great job and that needs to be supported and not reprimanded or marginalized, right? And so um, I've just been doing research, you guys. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying how far I'm going just yet, but I'm just saying I'm doing research. I've realized or found that there's three schools three temples in Benin that have attempted to uh, start schools for their children. And for different reasons, they haven't been successful. They've started and stopped. Um, I think one of them, the founder passed away and the next generation didn't keep it up. I think for one of them, there was a mismanagement of funds. And for another one, there was another circumstance. I don't know. Right. I'm, I'm running, but I'm looking for a successful model. Um, not necessarily for a place to take my child to, because um, we have our temple. We have a group of priests that we are working with that are competent so it's not that i'm looking to take him somewhere else i'm just looking for a model of a way it's been done before so that we can replicate it i'm not finding it and so again i'm finding that i have to pioneer and forge the way for others to come like you right you homeschooling mom like you um, you holistic practitioner who identify with me. And um, yeah, so it's one thing uh, to bring the children here to reclaim their culture and their identity. And it's another thing to embark on this next level where now we have to merge the two worlds together so that the child has the education from the both from both sides. And so this thing called Sankofa is morphing. It has its own energy. It, 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 it's taking its own shape. And you can see why when I started the first part of the segment, um, the reason I started the first part of the segment the way I did because the Sankofa program is 
it's maturing it's growing and i'm excited and honored and humbled to be a part of it and to be the forerunner and the spokesperson for it and so you guys will be hearing more about me uh, on this but that is where we are in the Sankofa program the other children are doing great they just finished their school year preparing for summer and um, there are other situations that are going on that just continue to support um, we need our own school or program uh, acknowledgement within the government and so I'm I'm currently on a search to see what that looks like right so if you are a podcast listener and you have some information that would help us reach out to us divine feminine uh, podcast at gmail.com if you're an educator and you would like to come to Benin and teach um, for a semester or a whole year let us know that is possible um, if you are a philanthropist or if you are a venture capitalist or if you are a homeschooling mother and you just want to be a part of something great, um, we can use all the help and positive energy out there. So contact us. Let's connect. Let's join. Um, for everyone else, this has been a great episode um, from the Divine Feminine Podcast. Until next time, you guys be well. To schedule a spiritual reading, life coaching session, or to order herbs and tonics, please visit our website, divinefeminine.net. If you are in search of a spiritual guide and or mentor, or if you just want to join our Divine Feminine Network, email me at divinefemininepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to the Divine Feminine Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, share, and join in on the conversation on social media. Find us on all social media outlets at Hanera Abunu. Thank you.